Okay, VIPs, you are checking in with RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. I am so glad that you took the time out to join me tonight because, because like every night, we have so much to discuss. I hope you had an amazing Tuesday. We here, we're ready to get into some things. It is a great show lined up for you tonight. Um, of course, social media is buzzing. They keep everything going on. Let me set the tone for the evening. We're going to talk about Michael B. Jordan. And he's revealed something that he doesn't mind that has to do with his fitness and the reasons behind it. I think you'll find it kind of interesting. We're going to talk about a new service. It's called Naked Breakfast. I'll get into that. Um, <laughs> there is also new types of clinics that are popping up all over the country. They're for wealthy people or you. They're called longevity clinics, and they are promising to lengthen your lifespan. We'll get into that, the cost, and what they say they can do. We're also going to talk about country star Miranda Lambert and how she, let's see, corrected, um, scolded, maybe got a little heated with some of her fans at her concert over the weekend. We're going to give you an update on some things circling around Carly Russell. That is the 25-year-old woman who disappeared from the I-459 freeway south over the weekend. And there were questions as to the circumstances surrounding her disappearance, her return, and etc. We'll discuss what her mother said. We're also going to talk about Drake. You know, Drake is always causing headlines. So there's a little controversy that Ebro started. That's Ebro from Hot 97. He also has an Apple Music show with Nadeska and another gentleman. And they started a conversation around Drake and his responsibility to discuss the black community. We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about LeBron James switching numbers. Yes, again. And we're going to talk about Vegas. Is Vegas the new hotspot when it comes to live sports? There's a lot happening in Vegas. There's a lot of plans for Vegas. And we're going to get into that and what it means for us. We're also going to talk about later, later, later about Tiana Taylor taking over the live concert music industry and Spotify has released their 50 most streamed rap songs ever. We're going to talk about that. So I know that's a lot, but before we get into all of that, are you following us on KBLA and on all of our socials? I hope you are because if you're not, you are missing out. So right now I need you to take a moment and hit up KBLA 1580 everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, all the spots, Follow me at Stiletto Jill. If you like YouTube and you want to get this impact visually, make sure you're following KBLA to check out all of the shows so you can see us live, participate in the chat. You know the chat is always lit. And download the app so you can take us with us on the go. Now, before we get into everything, I got a few conversation starters for you. And also coming up is our guest for the evening, host... Sports enthusiast, boxing expert, and all-around bad girl, Giandra LaBeouf. We're going to be talking all of these topics and headlines with Giandra tonight. 
But first, I have, like I said, a couple of conversation starters. So first off, do you remember a couple of years ago, I think it was 2015, there was the whole thing about the dress, whether or not the dress was blue and black or if the dress was white and gold. It sparked off a debate. There were memes made about it. It was kind of like a social media thing, you know, when social media things were much more organic, right? So... If you don't remember, it was a Scottish man. He was the groom at his wedding and, you know, it set the Internet on fire. Well, fast forward to eight years after the wedding and Keir Johnson, that's the gentleman's name, has been accused of attempted murder of his wife. So it was his mother-in-law that was actually in the dress that became famous. They're saying that he has been torturing her for years, stalking her, trying to slash her with a knife through an open window, hitting her, and so forth. So, you know, we just want to keep you updated sometimes on what happens when these people go viral and we get all into their stories. They went on Ellen. I don't know if you remember that. And Ellen gave them $10,000 just for um, being popular and, I guess, for a wedding gift. But now, that's no more. So, hopefully... His wife is safe. She is okay. I should add that. But hopefully, if he did do these things, he goes to jail for a very, very long time and no access to the internet. We also have to talk a little bit about a naked breakfast. There is a ser- um, a service. Of course, it's in Atlanta, right? So let me just state that. Of course, it's in Atlanta. And what this service offers is to give you a private lunch or dinner, single or group, right, with a chef, and all of the servers are naked with just an apron on. That is their stick. So me, I would be concerned about grease popping on random things. I don't know if I would want that around my food. That just seems a bit open, but the service is open and thriving. Let me give you an idea of some of the dinner entrees that they have. Surf and turf, chicken and shrimp, Alfredo broccoli chicken shrimp or steak and we all know Alfredo is the easy go-to meal so I don't know what the chefs are doing or you could do a breakfast thing honey glazed salmon with grits um the service starts at $1,200 for two you know that gets you two servers your chef and the meal a couple entrees you could do the server only for your own meal for $780 for two hours. You could do private sessions with full service, that's $1,500. Or for a mid-sized party, $2,000. For a large event, $3,500. And a loyalty package at $7,000. I'm going to just tell you what, those prices seem a little low to me. Maybe I'm not thinking about this correctly, but... That just seems a little inexpensive to me. I don't know. We'll get into all the trending topics and more when we come forward. You are checking out RSVP with Jill Monroe right here on KBLA Talk 1580. What up, VIPs? You are checking out RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. My guest for the evening is joined me, film and TV critic, boxing analyst, and a great girl to get a drink with. like that you like, like that? that i like that that's the best answer out of all of those i like to think i'm a little bit fun at a cocktail party okay absolutely key, right key for you deandra labeouf is joining us this evening hello everyone i'm back you are back so we have a lot to get into before we get into these trending topics 
would you pay for, you know, just for an experience, a naked brunch? It depends on who's serving the brunch. Do I get to pick my servers or do I just take what they give me? I'm sure, well, I'm sure they have a menu where you could select your servers, but I don't know if you get to bring in your own. I don't know if who I want to serve me is on that menu because, I, you know, I have a variety of tastes. You know, it could be a celebrity, it could be an athlete, it could be somebody from around the way. I, who, who would you want you to serve you the brunch? Nobody. I want your, you to have <laughs> undergarments and clothing on if you are serving me food. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel about it. Like, I've been to parties where they have, like, you know, the sushi laid out on the woman Ugh. on the table, and, and you take it from that. But realistically, I want some undergarments surrounding all of those parts. And, you know, the we can sushi go from girl, there. I never got that. That just always seems disgusting to me. Just the hair. Just, oh, hell no. And, and, and see, same path. Same direct path, mm -hmm. in my opinion. No. Who would you go with? Um, let's see. Maybe, you know, of course. Well, no, I'm not going to say his name. he got too many legal troubles right now. So, of course, that one who's got that the one. legal troubles that mm -hmm. have the opposite girlfriend. of the guy that we're going to talk about shortly. Yeah, the one that was in that movie with him. You know, yep. he might be fun <laughs> for serving the naked brunch. And then maybe like Roman Reigns from WWE. Okay. That's, you know, they could bring a lot of brunch out if nothing else. Yeah, they could handle the load. Okay. Um, I'm talking about brunch, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Michael B. Jordan, speaking of, he is coming out and talking about his new physique. You know, he is chiseled frame. We know for all the creeds, he got in shape. He got it together. He wanted to make sure he was tight. And he said that he doesn't mind taking off his shirt for movie roles. Um, in a recent interview with The Hollywood Reporter, he said that he is enjoying all of these shirtless scenes <laughs> and it's the phase that he is in right now in life and in his career. He said, look, we are only going to be at this age once and have the ability to play these roles. So to be physical and take my shirt off, I'm in my physical prime right now. All and right. this is the moment. So I've been like, yeah, we're going to milk this. So, you know, he's also in a Calvin Klein spring to, um, 2023 ad with Kendall Jenner. And mm. is it FK Ficka Twigs? Or I always jack this up. Anyway. She's in it, too. So what do you think about this? Alongside, I have to add in something else that he said. He says that he doesn't want to be typecast, though, as the dream guy. He said, lately, I've really started to think about and daydream about the future and what roles and what direction I want to go into. So there have been moments that I want to throw on a suit rather than a tank top. Right now, he said he wants to break down the facade that celebrities or actors have to um, have to have where they're on such a pedestal, untouchable, unreachable. He said that's the part of the business that he, you know, it's great, but he wants to be relatable. Oh, OK. Well, he's going to have to eat uh, some bread. For for one, he's going to have to be a little bit less jacked. And not to say that lay people can't be physically fit. We see plenty of examples here in L.A. But as far as Michael B. goes, he just, you know, I think he has a lot in common with, like, professional wrestlers, how they were got picked on and maybe they were dorky or something. They were little. Then they got super jacked when they got older and everybody think they fine. Michael ain't crazy. You know what he's doing. You think so? You think he's just, like, throwing a little bit? Um, he loves it. He loves it. He, he loves the attention. He loves all of it because think of how skinny he was and stuff on uh the wire and all of those things i mean he was a kid on the wire i think like when he started doing friday night lights he you know kind of i guess got into form i remember 
it was All Star in LA and there was a Kanye West performance like for Nike or something that was there. And I remember him being at the party. There was like all of these people there, but for whatever reason, where we were in the party to watch the show, he was standing behind us. And because this is RSVP with Jill Monroe, that's why he was behind you. <laughs> or it's because I'm short and everybody doesn't mind like <laughs> me being in front that of works them so too. they can look over me. But I, we didn't know who he was. And he was like really chatty and friendly. But we were just like, move around. Like, not like that, not for a bad reason, but just, <laughs> you know. He just seemed like a really young kid. And we were just like, yeah. Michael B is not relatable. I mean, and I say that in the nicest way possible. I don't mean it in a negative way. He's a movie star. Right. He looks like a movie star. And I think that he's been doing that physicality thing for so long that it's just part of his makeup like The Rock. So he just has to navigate the path of buff guys who can act. You know, maybe more Dave Bautista and less Dwayne Johnson. But you know what I think about? I think about his movies that he was doing like pre, you know, before, I want to say maybe the first Black Panther and stuff like, like, what was it? I Love You Man or, or something where he was like kind of the sad guy eating ice cream in the movie and those type of roles. So it really, like him becoming a heartthrob in some way, he's always been an attractive guy, but it is an interesting turn and how he's approaching it is interesting too. I think Creed is what made him a sex symbol though, right? For, absolutely. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine what type of role he would do. He would have to totally either shrink down or blow up kind of like on a, a Tom Holland type of something but for the meantime you know keep the shirt off and, <laughs> keep and, it and off. stay in the gym we're okay with it okay okay so next up there is a story that I spotted at snacks snacks is um Robin Hood's newsletter mm. so it's talking about a new phenomenon they're called longevity clinics and they are popping up all across the country of course they're attracting venture capitalists who are you know putting millions not only into these clinics but becoming clients of these clinics and so they're promising to lengthen the lifespans of you know people so what they do is it charges about a hundred thousand a year on average right and so they give you things like testosterone injections, plasma transfusions, hair rejuvenation, and stem cell therapy, right? But, of course, not all of the treatments are FDA approved. So you're kind of hanging out there. But what I want to put a cherry on top of this is, is that there was a study of people aged 50 and older. And what they suggested is that the most important factor in predicting lifespan of individuals is what do you think it is? Uh, blood work? Nope. Hmm. Wealth. Yes, I could see that. <laughs> Wealth. So the affluent see, live stupid. longer. I'm thinking actual medical stuff. Mm -mm. The affluent live longer and have eight to nine more healthy years than the poorest of people so venture capitalists are turning these investments into you know dollars like they do so last year longevity clinics more than doubled in the u.s earning about 57 million dollars crazy 70 percent of the global investments um 70 percent of the investments into these clinics are you know global so internationally right so they're trying to get the forever youngs <laughs> thing going on for real uh, Zuckerberg, Bezos, all of those guys, they spend years, I mean, millions 
each year as well on these de-aging situations and things like that. And so Bank of America analysts estimate that immortality long and longevity could be a $600 billion industry by 2025. So they're paying for this out of pocket, right? Out of Most of it is out of pocket, yes. Okay, so there's no secret the medical industry is in on it with them either. It's just totally out of pocket, only for the rich, elitist as hell. I mean, as far as, I mean, you could go if you have the money or if you want to get a loan. I mean, you could go. Would you consider? Absolutely no. No, none of it? Absolutely no. I don't don't need none of this. First of all, it's, it's interesting. The first thing out the pocket is testosterone injections. I heard through the grapevine, do you know the military gets free Viagra? Really? Yes. That is a priority. I mean, you know, because whoever writes the history tells the history. It leads the history. But as far as this longevity thing, some of it could be beneficial. Can you choose the benefits you want? Like, can I have them instead of them giving me hair? Can they come? Plant me a flower bed in my backyard. Let me well, grow no. some fruits and vegetables. It's not like that. No, they're all physical treatments. So, I mean, I'm sure they have, you know, a Medi Spa where they do a little Botox, little injectables or whatever, too. But they also do the PRP plasma therapy to help with hair regrowth or whatever or stem cell simulation. You know, there are all types of things. I'm sure we'll be hearing about it on season 987 of like the Kardashians or right. something like that. It but won't take that long. <laughs> I mean, 2025, they said it'll be a $600 billion industry. I believe it. I believe it. There's this guy I've been seeing out there. His name is Gary Brecca. He has this thing called, well, he has a business out there. And what he does is he does the whole blood testing thing that tells you, you know, the year you're going to die, what's wrong with you, what you shouldn't be eating. I saw Dana White had done something like that. That's what uh, made me pay attention to him. Now that I could see suggests some stuff based on some actual medical, but you could just pop in. It's going to be like a drive through. You know, I'm feeling a little wrinkled today. Can you lean out? Give me a little Botox shot. You know, I got a date this weekend. Can I get a little testosterone injection? I mean, people already go and get the, you know, the IV hydration thing, which is kind of, I don't, I know it's just supposed to be fluids and stuff, but that creeps me out, really. I don't. It's all for the pictures because I could drink some water and and eat some cantaloupe or something. And plump it up and it's all going to be fine. It's stupid. It's a Vegas thing. I blame Vegas for that. Do you? Why? That's the first place I ever saw. So they got to catch the stray. I, not here, nah. not Beverly Hills. Nah, like I saw that. it in Vegas first, but just think, just think about how ludicrous that is. You have a hangover, so you go someplace for them to put fluids in you when you could just go to the corner store and get some Gatorade. Right. But it's supposed to, you know, activate faster because it's directly into your bloodstream. And it doesn't look nearly as good on the Instagram to just go get some Gatorade from the right. corner. Right, right, right. I, I mean, and also, also, though... I'm sure that they are, you know, other things that they want. Well, there are other things that they offer as far as sustaining Those are in your the love back. life. Those are in the back, probably. Yeah. I mean, you know, things to sustain your love life, things on both sides to, you know, keep things interesting long into your golden years. Long into the golden year. They're trying to give us too much stuff to do things for life that we should be doing naturally. If they want to give me some type of longevity option that I can pay out of pocket for, you know, hopefully it could be part of um, that thing you pay for at work uh, that you can do pre-tax. I can't think of the name of it. 401k? One, one of those things where you can get the stuff early. But, you know, come give me a, a flower bed. 
that could add some longevity to my life because well, I don't you? have to spend my money and and it's fruits and vegetables. You a mother goddess, earth, nature, one um, with the universe. Um, that is how you're going. To, I mean, we do need fruits and vegetables, and I like gardens, but um, I you can back. offer me a gift certificate. I might want to see what type of advantages they have. Not everything, but I mean. I might I be open to it. I, I mean, looking at this video, uh, you know, I might get a little bow tie, a little dink dink, you know, in <laughs> the forehead. Dink, dink, dink. You know, get a little older up there. But I don't I don't know. Uh, all this other stuff, it, it seems extra. But people are going to spend their money, and there's a buyer for everything. I mean, think about it. We are two years away, not even two full years, a year and a half from $600 billion industry. Crazy. Crazy. I need to learn how to do that. See, that's probably the industry. You know, like estheticians were where it was at for a while where you could just pull up and do someone's eyebrows. Now you can go get them some uh, stem cell therapy and hair rejuvenation. They got to get that um, whatever Medispot, whatever certification. Yeah, you have to get to go along with that. Sure, you can't just be sticking needles in people's faces just willy-nilly. I know. Maybe, you know, if I could be the deliverer of services, I might feel it a little better. I like 100000 a year okay, per person. Probably would have to pay a little more than that. I mean, your salary. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. So country star Miranda Lambert <laughs> stopped her concert the other night because she was offended that two women that were in the audience, you know, her fans, were taking selfies while she was performing a slow song. She stopped the concert. Literally stopped the concert. She was already singing the song. And the song is called Tin Man. I'm not familiar with her music. Perhaps you are. But it's a slow song. And um, she said, these girls are worried about their selfie and not listening to the song. It's pissing me off a little bit. The crowd cheers. And so she says, I'm going to start over and told the woman to sit down and not take <laughs> selfies. <laughs> Let me tell you what. You are not going to tell me at a concert where everybody's enjoying the moment. And maybe I'm trying to take a picture of you or a video of you singing this amazing song to preserve it because I'm so excited. Which you're not going to do. Is tell me to sit down and chastise me for some shit you for, for some preserving stuff. the moment for something that I paid for you paid for. Oh, that's rude. That is so rude. What is Miranda going through? Can somebody check on Miranda? You mad that I mean, ultimately, it's all promo for your concert because they're going to tag that they're seeing Miranda Lambert and having a good time. If somebody came in here right now during the show and started taking some selfies in the background, would you get mad? I would wonder what they were doing and where they came from. I mean, but here's the thing. However, here's the difference, though. If there was, you know, five people out there as a studio audience invited to watch the show as we recorded and they started taking selfies, then no, because they're there as an audience. That's what we're doing. When we come forward, we're going to have more on this and more trending topics and headlines. You guys got to stay tuned for the story about Timbaland. That is going to be a funny one. We're going to get into that later. All that and more coming up. You are checking out RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. News and sports is up next. 
Deep West Cut. West West, okay. Get that collar going. I see you. I see you. No, but you just feel it. It just takes over. And I mean, it's still that West Coast-ism. The Bay and LA are very different, but there are some areas where we cross and we share some vibes. And make no mistake, we will gang up on the other sectors of the country if need be because we hold it down like that. Yes, much love to E-40. Right. Shout out to him. Snoop's on that. I forget who else is on that. But um, a banger. So, Carly Russell. We all heard her story over the weekend. She was abducted. Perhaps she disappeared. We know that for sure after 48 hours. Now, there are questions as to what really happened during that time period that she disappeared and the circumstances that led up to that. Was there really a child there, etc.? We're not going to get into that because we really don't know anything. We know that there are various reports coming out. Some of them are giving different information. However, Carly's mother... Talitha Robinson Russell was on NBC's Today Show and she gave a really heartfelt message saying that, you know, she was concerned for her daughter, that she is worried that the abductor is still at large and that she believes that her daughter had to fight for her life. My question is, is it okay to have questions about a situation openly even though it involves you know another black woman because I see a lot of the debate a lot of the debate is we should just be thankful that she was returned that's what the prayers were asked for it wasn't asked you know to reveal the circumstances to us or other things like that you know people are like no one ever believes black women you know and they point to what happened like with Megan and things of that nature but sometimes things don't add up and we always extend or we try to give the benefit of the doubt in theory without any favoritism or bias but we all have a little bit of it so what are your thoughts about the conversation not the events as to whether they're true or false we'll leave that for the detectives but about the conversation surrounding that I'm a little disappointed by that faction of the discussions because I think of historically all the white children, young ladies who have gone missing like an Elizabeth Smart or any of these other children, uh, John Benet Ramsey, all of these different court cases and the grace that's shown to the family. We just want them back. We finally get a story where there's concentrated national attention about where this young lady is missing. And all everyone can talk about now is, oh, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. There's no grace for black women under any circumstances. First, it's let's put media pressure to make sure we get found and then we get found. Well, well, how come they not saying nothing? Well, we need to know all of the details and it's rude and it's kind of disgusting because there's no grace anywhere. We, we should be happy. The young lady has been found. They said from the jump, she called about seeing a baby on the side of the road. Leave it at that. If she wants to share her story, she will. If she doesn't, she doesn't. Let her be back home safely with her family. There's no grace. So there were reports that the Hoover police who are investigating the situation allegedly were unable to find evidence that she was followed. 
Um, according to Alabama News, they said it's a tedious process, but it's important to make sure everything is methodically evaluated so that we have the clearest picture of the crime until Car um, Carly was returned home Saturday night. So do you think that it is just in our nature to be skeptical because we've seen so many things and we've seen our heartstrings sort of be played with, like not... Again, not the same situation, but not dissimilar in that something happened like with Jesse Smollett and things of that nature or other, you know, even some of the cases that you mentioned where it was, oh, I was abducted or, oh, this happened. And when things finally start to come out, it was either the woman, not necessarily, you know, a black woman, but a woman not being truthful about her circumstances or something far more sinister. So... Considering those type of things, do you think it's a certain time frame when it's like, okay, we can relook at it? Because I think about like those podcasts that have become really popular, the true um, crime podcast, etc., where they look at an old case. And in some of those instances, they've been able to uncover new information and it's led to either a retrial or, you know, a new conviction or something along those lines. So and all of that is from sort of counterintuitive thinking from what we're presented with. So is there a certain time frame that it's okay? Is it just that it's inappropriate because it's so publicly done on Twitter and social media? But where do we draw the line at be wanting to satisfy our curiosity and really wanting to be helpful in the investigation? The family, it's not like they asked for money. There was no GoFundMe or anything like this to aid in her. Where would be the benefit in them faking this type of a, a situation well well allegedly there were some things that were happening in the young lady's personal life that went kind of bad kind of negative and so allegedly you know what's the tea what's the alleged? what's the what's the alleged tea that um she may have been fired from her job some other things may have happened that put her in a bad place where she might have, you know, been using some funds or something. All of this is alleged. Mm. Nothing's been, you know, the Internet will find things, create things or uncover things. So we don't know what lane this information falls in, if it's even true. But they're alleging that she did this to get out of whatever situation she was in in her real life wow that that's on another level of runaway bride because we've seen the runaway bride stories and things like that now that's something faking <laughs> faking a whole kidnapping because you're getting fired from your job that's that's a whole nother that's a little psychotic i mean well if that if that alleged happened. information is but true that's exactly kind of what jesse did yeah you know, not because he was getting fired, but because he wanted more attention or more promo. So is that where we are? I, I definitely think I mean, look at how many circumstances just about relationships or very basic things end up on social media. It's kind of like, why? Why are you telling us this? What are we to do about it? Like, so I, I think so. I think that attention is a commodity. It's social currency. And 
it helps or it hinders. So during during the course of her missing over the two or three days, 70 to 48 hours, however long she was missing, someone took a deep dive to find out that she was having trouble at work. Because I did see something saying that the employer had released a statement saying that they were very upset. The staff was concerned about her well-being. Did they say anything about her having difficulties at work? I mean, where's the root? Allegedly. Allegedly. A friend, you know, as they always do, because sometimes in situations like this, a friend can get that halo effect, that attention, because, hey, I know that person or I know something about that. So let me tell you what I know. Oh, that's some hate. That reminds me of the story that we had recently here in L.A. with the young lady coming down uh, La Brea and Slauson there. And they had a whole interview with a friend that said she had a fight with a boyfriend and drunk and all that. So we need to vet these so-called friends who like to come and talk to the media because that's that's weird to me. That's weird ish. Exactly. Well, when we come forward, we'll get more into that. We will also talk a little bit about LeBron James and his number change and the reasoning behind that. And we'll get into more of these trending stories and topics. All of that and more. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, it's Jill Monroe. You are back with RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So we just heard that there was an earthquake in the L.A. area a few minutes ago. 3.0. We felt nothing. Zero. I... Um, you know, I think we're all natives in the studio tonight. Um, let's be real. Anything less than like a five or a six doesn't move me. I'm not getting out of my bed for nothing lower than that. I'll turn, feel it and go, oh, and turn right back over and go right back to sleep. Do you have an earthquake safety kit? I should have one, but absolutely not. My earthquake safety kit is to make sure to keep some Crocs and some pants by the bed, just Def- in case. Yeah, definitely do that. Definitely keep sneakers and sweatpants by the bed. Andy, what say you? I'm just upset that the 94 earthquake was not the big one. You know what? But I think it, it was, in theory. I, I know that they said that there could be a, a larger one, a bigger one, but I... um. You know, I feel like it's been almost 30 years at this point. And every time we have some of these small ones, they relieve more pressure. We might be out of the woods for the big one. I don't know. I don't think about it, though. I haven't been afraid of an earthquake in a long time. The last time I was afraid in an earthquake, I was still in my former life, in my former occupation. And I was on the seventh floor of the building and I could feel the building sway. And that was the last time I was afraid of an earthquake. If I'm on the ground level, I mean, it's cost of doing business in L.A. Right. I mean, I would much rather deal with our occasional earthquake than to have hurricane season or tornado time, snowstorms, all of that. Let me know. Give me the little occasional earthquake. I don't want to know it's coming. Just let it happen. Let it be God's will. Hallelujah. Y'all got more more bravery than I do because I want that heads up. At least you get a heads up. At least you could at least maybe pack, board your windows up at least for a week. You know what I'm saying? But that earthquake, you don't know. That's why you're supposed to have an earthquake kit. What's an earthquake kit? kit It has like flashlight. Look, flashlights, water, extra batteries, some food. You don't know what's going to be out if it really goes down like they say it is. That little blanket that looks like some saran wrap or whatever. Right, all of that. (laughs) You're going to need all of that. Take care of yourself. And there is a warning system, but it's like, I think it's only three minutes. I mean, but it's something, you know. So 
really quickly, let's wrap up on the Carly thing. I wish her well. You just read that there is a press conference taking place tomorrow. So I guess we'll get more information. I really, I'm glad that she is safe. I hope that everything is okay. Whatever okay means under these circumstances. And I just, you know, I would hate that if we would have to backtrack because though it's a singular personal decision, it impacts I was just going to say that no matter what, it's going to be the responsibility of all black people tomorrow. If this of these alleged allegations of other extenuating circumstances outside of the kidnapping, it's going to be, oh, my God, now they'll never take kidnapping seriously for black women. Can we please stop doing that? Everything should be investigated equally. So we shall see what happens tomorrow. Right. So prayers up, everything all good. So really quickly, we know that we're still in the middle of these two strikes, historic situation where they're both striking at the same time. But one of the big differences is that even if you go back to the 2007 Writers Guild strike, there was really no social media Mm -hmm. or it wasn't being utilized in the way that it was before. And so we were talking about the conversation that has happened on social media over the past couple of days regarding entertainment journalists and their role as far as the strike and what is and isn't considered out of bounds or being a scab or, you know, stepping, crossing the line. And I thought it was some interesting dialogue. What were your thoughts about it? I was, I too was confused on what our responsibility is within the strike guidelines because as critics, we are telling consumers whether to watch or not. Part of the core uh, thing of the strike is people not being fairly compensated for their gifts, their intellectual property or things they contribute. So should we as journalists encourage people to go to networks and watch these series or should we not? And that's where the discussion laid in between and it kind of seemed unfair for journalists and not influencers and people who get checks from studios. That's a whole different ball game for people who watch on social media and they see their favorite influencer talking about clothes one day and go to Barbie the next. It's not the same thing, but people who work for independent publications and what's our culpability and what the strike is and how we should support. And the overwhelming thing I've seen from SAG is we can still write reviews and critiques because there are some individual, the, uh, their residuals that, that people are being paid. So we don't want to interfere with that. But if you're an influencer, it's, it's, it's very, very hazy. How how are we even going to do anything during this time? It's going to be interesting to watch. It is going to be interesting to watch. And it's also going to be interesting to see how, the actors and actresses move. We've talked about it because there are certain things that they're limited on doing on social media. And there's probably going to be questions as to what's fair and what's foul. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they have to earn a living some type of way to sustain themselves as well. I read some statistics that someone put out and they're like, yeah, less than 2% of actors might be a little more than that, but earn over $26,000 in a year. Wow. 
Less than 2%. Might be a little bit more than that. I might be fudging that number, but it's something close to, it's less than 10%. It's not in double digits. It's something, you know, very low. And I think that people get that confused because they look at, you know, your Tom Cruises. And these are conversations, obviously, that we talk about. And they don't think about the people that are just, you know, just kind of like you and I do that one commercial and hope to live off of it forever. Like Flo from... um, Geico. Uh, yeah, no. She gets to the bag. The progressive lady. Progressive, yeah, progressive. I think, you know, it, I, I just finished watching Yellow Jackets because I didn't have time to watch it when it was in the course of its season. That's my And show. that's a show that has a huge ensemble cast. And they see, like, Juliette Lewis, Christina Ricci, and those main people who are the stars. But there's a whole bunch of other girls in the cabin with them. Right. Those are the people who are being affected by it directly or background workers or when you watch law and order and that one cop that comes in the scene and goes Benson and Stabler down the hall you know those are the people who you need all of those people to make a project successful and it's uh the wealth is only in the hands of a few and we know who they are but you know I mean solidarity yeah but I hope that it comes together quickly because um, people are going to be concerned when their fall shows, when the product starts, um, you know, falling by the wayside and what have you. Not to mention, think about here in California specifically, where so many things are shot and all of the other businesses that are being affected because people are not shooting, people are not going to work. The little neighborhood pizza place by the Sony Pictures lot. Maybe they're not getting all the customers they're getting because people are striking or people are not coming to the studio for meetings. I mean, it has, for us in California here, it has an even bigger trickle-down effect than just the industry itself. It's a whole lot of things that feed into that holiday. Hollywood ecosystem and I stand with the the people striking just for the record I see you um actor D.B. Woodside you know you've seen him on single ladies 24 Buffy the Temptations movie you know all of that suits Lucifer he's he's been around and he was talking about on his Twitter how a lot of shows are currently not filmed in Los Angeles they're filmed in other places a lot are filmed in Canada mm-hmm. and he revealed that you're expected to live there for the duration of filming if it's a drama that's going to be like six to nine months right so in addition to that he said that you're given a relocation fee one time the entire time of the show so if that show goes five seasons and they pay you five thousand dollars relocation then that's the only time you get it and that's all you get but in the meantime you have to pay your rent in the city that you're living in as well as your home your mortgages your cars all of those things now we hear about that a lot with athletes but their salary is a little larger so they can ride it out in most cases a little bit better but you know i know it sounds like champagne problems and the rest of the world is drowning in beer tears at this moment but it really is more to it than that and it's setting the stage for a long long time to come when we come forward we're going to get into lebron's number change we're going to get into why las vegas is becoming the live sports capital of the world and we're going to talk about timbaland and his online activity all that and more you're listening to rsvp with jill monroe on kbla talk 1580.